AM 970 presents Eye on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information. From the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest in real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all of your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. Call now, 866-970-9622. 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elements Vice Chair, Dottie Herman. Good morning, everyone. I'm Dottie Herman. You're listening to I Am Real Estate, and we're the only show on talk radio that's all about real estate and everything that's going on in real estate, which is always something. And who knows? And with the pandemic, real estate became the driving force that I want to say let us out of the pandemic, but I don't. I mean, I thought I'd be saying that. I'm not sure what I'm saying now. I'm hopefully, I'm hoping that we hit our apex, but who knows? Um, but really, was one the driving force that really led us through COVID and, and really even got stronger. And I predict that that's going to continue into next year. Um, this is a new next decade, and we want to talk about what happens to real estate and how now the pandemic is going to affect the you know the future of real estate and how is it going to affect your your investments. And of course, we're going to talk a little about inflation today because. I'm sure you're hearing it on every news channel that you listen to, but how does that affect real estate and what kind of investment should you buy to hedge inflation? Uh, and is that going to help you in the sale of your house? So we'll talk about all those things and more. Um, Ace? Good, good morning, Dottie. Well, good I'm morning, not Steven. seeing you, but I would see you. I'll see you very soon. Um, yes. It's always wonderful to be with you. We have a long history forever and ever and ever. And um, most talented guy I know in the in the whole mortgage industry, and that's not a lie. <clears throat> Don't mind me; I still have pneumonia. I am not one of my best health years, but hopefully this year is over. Um, Stephen Ebert, who is um, specializes in all in, in real estate and is an attorney, and uh, re- does he does residential and commercial, and is a partner at Casson and Casson. He can answer, and he's like a genius. He can answer any of your real estate Good morning, questions. Daddy. Good morning, Good morning Stephen. How are you morning. today? Good morning, guys. Lots to talk about okay. in the market. Everything going well. Everything is good. Um, and you know, guys, we're going to be very lucky at 11 o'clock. I'm sure both of you know him. Um, Amir. Um, Amir is going to, I know, is going to the founder of The Real, Deal, Amir Kuranji, the founder of The Real Deal. And by the way, I, st- I, I started Douglas Elliman when Amir, who is huge, um, he does real estate news and publishes in all of the major cities. Um, it's kind of the Bible for real estate, in my opinion. Everybody reads it. Developers, real estate, everyone reads it. I uh, when I started Douglas Elliman, that's when I met Amir, and well, and I'll tell you the story. But just to give you a thing, talk about successful people, he was working out of a Brooklyn apartment that he was lucky he could pay for, and like we just had to fake it and make him look big. And I had just bought Douglas Elliman, and instead of giving my story of why the company was big news to New York Times or you know the Post or somebody big, I. Uh, I saw something in in in, in uh, I saw something in him in 
Amir, and I said, you know what? I'm going to give you the story, and I ran it with the real deal, which was nobody then. So he's really an impressive guy. He'll be here. He can talk about everything and anything in New York, Miami, everything, and he's a really brilliant guy. I can read you four pages of what they sent me of his attributes, but it's too long. You'll fall asleep. You can listen to us today or any day. Listen. You can listen live always, which is 9.70 a.m. in the answer. Um, just click at the type right-hand corner of the website. You can go to iTunes stores and search Iron Real Estate, or you can go to DottieHerman.com, click on the Iron Real Estate, where you can listen to via iTunes and live. So Mia will be here at 10. And I wanted to talk today a lot about, you know, before we go into the subjects I had planned, I always wait. I plan some subjects ahead of time, but then I kind of plan. Um, I look at the news and see what's very current. And currently, all they're talking about is inflation. Inflation, inflation, the virus, of course. I mean, that's uh, another one. Um, what are you thinking about inflation as far as Stephen and, and Ace? Like, how do you think it's going to affect? Well, you know, obviously inflation is when prices go up, and I have a whole thing on that. But I want to talk about a little, you know, I really want to talk about that and how that affects real estate. Um, a lot of things are happening in New York. I thought, you know, I don't like to uh, dwell in politics too much, but I don't know if this is political. Uh, the, but the mayor, New York City mayor, plans to vaccine, make vaccines mandatory for all private employees. I'm sure you heard about that. I'm not sure. New York will give a single... I mean, I think that they're making everyone get vaccines, even if you had COVID already, and now they kind of changed that. Does anyone know quite what they made it now, starting this Monday? Are we all supposed to have, if you don't have the vaccine, you can't well, walk, they, is that they, the deal? Well, well, there's two parts. There's what New York City is doing and what New York State is doing. So okay. starting on Monday, New York, Governor Hochul just announced, and, and literally she did it yesterday. Um, that shows yeah. you how fast things move around here talk about a new york minute the um effectively that um if if you have an office or a restaurant or basically any kind of public space um the uh, part, people who um come in need to either be vaccinated or wear a mask and if they don't do that the proprietor or the tenant will be or you know depending upon the circumstances will be Wait, fined you mean a thousand dollars per visit. person Right. So, for example, so so for yeah. So, for example, if you have a restaurant, and this is now statewide in New York, starting Monday, if you have a restaurant and you have guests come in, even though they're may allowed to take off their mask while they're eating, the restaurant has to either make sure they wear a mask or oh. show proof of vaccination. And if not, the restaurant could be fined a thousand per person. And this is in effect effective Monday through January fifteenth. And that matches also the mandate that she put into effect, um, temporarily um, putting a halt on elective surgeries also through January 15th. Oh, she did? So she that's put what's a halt happening. on elective surgeries? Correct. So that happened last week. That. The governor said, yes, yeah, at elective surgeries. And, and this is seemingly in response to Omicron, um, which, which, you know, has spread in some areas, um, not as much in New York State, but 
you know, ha- has spread globally to some degree. So it's a temporary measure yeah, well, you know, that, that the governor put into effect. You know, I had a sca- I was out in the Hamptons and I was decorating my house for the holidays there because I planned to do them there. And um, so one of my daughter's friends came to help me, and he um, he helped me all day. We had dinner, and then he went back to the city. And uh, I think two days later, he called me and he said, "Oh, I just want to tell you I have COVID." And I went, "What?" And I have lung issues, so, so I really can't afford to get COVID. So I said, well, thanks for calling me. And I just ran, which was close to me. I ran to an emergency center like that was right down the block from me, basically. And I walked in, and I said, I want to get tested for COVID. And he said, okay. And I guess when I was there, and he's giving me the test, I was coughing. And so he said, well, you don't have COVID, but you don't sound so good. So let me take a chest x-ray. And he said, well, you don't have COVID, but you have pneumonia. So... But I, but I said, well, I'll take that over COVID right now. But my friend is in the hospital, yeah. okay? My daughter's friend, he's in the hospital now, and so I wish him all my prayers are with him because he's, you know, on oxygen. So um, he must have a very bad – he has a bad case. So I was just lucky. And, you know, it's interesting how people – because I was really sitting next to him and working with him all day, and I didn't catch it. And he told me his friends that he was with, nobody caught it. So I don't, you know, I don't, you know, you don't know how that, who gets it and who doesn't. It's weird. Absolutely. But, now, now, Dad, while we're still on this topic, I want we just talked a moment ago about New York State. I want to talk about New York City because New York City do. imposed some different requirements a few days ago. So de Blasio, who is on his way out, who has uh, about three weeks left to his term, oh, just imposed the mandate. I know. I, 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 you know, it's interesting. I've yet to I would never say that. You know that, especially I don't get into politics <laughs> on this show, but I think I can safely say that with all the people listening. And if you're a fan, you can call me, but you'll be in the minority. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I think if we pose the question, if anyone is sad upon his departure, please call the show, because we have gotten no calls to that effect. <laughs> um, the... Um, but what he imposed, and, and it's, you know, it's sort of, you know, I have to say, you know, it's not a great way to, I mean, you have three weeks left to make such a big mandate and you have a new mayor coming in. I don't know. Personally, I don't think it's a great way to hand off the reins to the next mayor. But what the mandate is, is effectively December 27th, right? So he waited till after Christmas weekend, right? So any in-person employees who work in a place with other coworkers must be vaccinated, so he's putting a mandate on private sector employee employers, excuse me, that basically says if you have any employees who work in person with anybody else, it could be one person or a thousand person, you, they must be vaccinated. There is no option to be unvaccinated, and there is no option to, for regular testing. So basically, but what he's they, doing is he's putting even on from a legal from yeah. a legal perspective. Can they force that on? I mean, I'm vaccinated, so I'm not speaking for me. I got the vaccinations. But I can they force somebody who really feels it's against their religion or they just don't want to take it? Basically, that's what they're doing because you won't be able to do anything, right? I, 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 I think there's two issues before New York City. This is one, and then voting is another one, um, that the city – it's. The voting one is definitely con- unconstitutional. This, I, I, I think, also is too broad um, as well. And I, and I think what happens is, you know, there, there's a concept of a certain level of scrutiny 
of any government laws, and one of them is really just the broadness uh, of it. And, and I think they really, you know, when we get through this, there needs to be a big societal discussion on where the country is heading and what kind of country we want to have, where the idea of what is an emergency and how broad the powers could be to our elected officials, because it's really, you know, a great in interference with personal liberty. And, and I well, think that, know, that's a conversation that needs to really happen again. But, you know, I, I feel that, you know, I give everyone a benefit because we've never dealt with something like this. So, you know, there's bound to be mistakes because we never had anything like this to deal with. But what I do not understand, and there's a lot of talk about it going on now, is you really can't, I think we learned already, if you shut down a, you know, a state or a country, like to get out of that is a big mess. So um, I, I don't know if they're being too strict. I mean, there's a, lot, there's a lot on the news today. about the, And then I don't know how you enforce it. I mean, I don't know how, in other words, if you have a business, and you look at someone's ID, and by the way, I, I do know, I, I, I personally know that there's millions of forgeries. You can buy them on the Internet for $10, and, not, and, and they look the same. But I, because there's no, you know, those cards have no embossing or, like, you know, thing that, you know, would make them stand out, like a license. Uh, how, how is the, like, for example, Ace, you have restaurants. If somebody got yeah. in there without... Maybe they showed you ID or they showed you vaccination cards, but they weren't there. So, I mean, are you liable? Is, there, is the restaurant person, the owner of the restaurant liable? Yeah. I, I mean, look, first of all, the whole staff needs to be vaccinated. That's number one. If it, you know, to Stephen's point, if they come in and we have staff that's not vaccinated, we get fined $1,000. But the rule is that we have to check for vaccination cards. Now, you know, I can tell you, um, with all of our listeners, and, and I'm sure all of us have experienced it, where you go into a restaurant, you show a vaccination card, but they don't check your ID, right? They're just going through no, the motions. To your point, Dottie, you're using someone else's vaccination card. so They wouldn't even look, know it. I, they wouldn't even know it. So I think I, it, it's, a, it's a hard sort of topic because everybody has their own opinion. <laughs> Uh, depending on, you know, what side you stand on with the vaccinations and things of that nature. But, look, Dottie, I, I can tell you I'm, I'm happy with what New York is doing uh, just because we have to get through the pandemic, right? And, and we, need to, we need to move forward. And the only way to move forward is if people feel safe. And, look, for those right, of us that – And we're in the holidays now. You, so you know, Dottie, gonna be and, and we're in the holidays. Now. Exactly, Dottie. So, look. Depending on what side you stand on, you know, we're not here to judge. We're not here to say right or wrong. But I do think for the sake of people feeling safe, people feeling secure, that they can go out and, and, and really enjoy, you know, your, your friends and family once again, it, it, it's something that we all need to support and continue to, to operate under until we can kind of get this sort of uh, variant, you know, under control. I guess and, everyone's going to have to do their best yeah. on enforcement because I look at the enforcement. Right. I'm like, you know what? That is going to be very difficult. I mean, I, it and is. not only that, it like, is. for example, I have my vaccination cards in my pictures. Okay. <laughs> I must have thousands of pictures. So when I would go to show my vaccination card, I'm like, oh, you're just going to have to wait. 
okay, because I have like thousands of pictures I had to go through to find the vaccination cards, and I purposely didn't move them because usually what happens is the person said, listen, just go in, okay? So I, I guess, you know, you, you know, you can you, – it's a burden on 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 owners because it's cumbersome and um, I, if you're going to really check them, then you have to really check them because I, the vaccination course I said you could buy on the internet for ten dollars, I believe. Uh, so, if I want to make one comment on that and, and uh, that you're both you know stressing on it, and it's a very fair point. I mean, New York State does have a free app, um, the Excelsior Pass. There's the Excelsior Pass, which expires. And then there's the Excelsior Pass Plus, which lists all your vaccination history. Um, and, you know, if I was, you know, running a restaurant, I would first ask to please show your Excelsior Pass exactly to the point you're both making where you can't, um, you can't, can't fake it. the pass data. And I mention this to, as a protection mechanism for any of the restaurant owners and other businesses. I know we're talking about restaurants, but it's all the retail businesses and so forth. Because the law is moving fast, right? There's not really a history of enforcement yet. And I would argue that if somebody's buying fake passes, right, because they do look very easy to copy, this, you know, a lot didn't go into the card itself. I think if I was an owner, I'd rather have a policy saying, ask the person if they have the Excelsior Pass first. And if then they say, oh, I don't have a smartphone or my cell phone on me and I just have this, at least you can show you really made a best effort because I am very curious how the enforcement is going to go. I mean, the fact that literally it's going to come in on December 27th and then four days yeah, later, Friday. we have a new yeah, mayor. I mean, right. it's, yeah. a little bit, it's a little bit messy. It's a little bit messy. Yeah. yeah I, I know. I, I thought of, I thought about that. And the other thing is um, I, I had my vaccines in Florida. So when, um, when they asked me for the Excelsior pass, I don't. I can't use it because it's only for people who have vaccines in New York. So, and Florida doesn't have an app because I don't even think Florida is that strict either. I mean, I think they're pretty liberal compared to us. I think we're the. I think we were voted the most enforced state, and I'm not saying that's bad, okay? Because I, obviously you don't want this thing to spread. But I that the Excelsior Pass works as long as you think it's the virus here. Then I said, do you have like a central? Do you guys have a central place where everyone who's vaccinated in the United States, you have some place of where that is? And they, I don't know, you know, I don't know if who I was speaking to really knows, but they said no to their knowledge. Do you, so I, do you think, I don't really think they even have that yet, but we're doing the best we can. And I think, you know, to all, to everyone's advice, it is the holidays. There's a lot of people out and about, and I guess we're all sick of it. I don't know anybody who's not like, we're like, okay. I'm sick of the mask, I'm sick of this, I'm sick of that. It's going on two years, I think. And so, you know, you tend to think that, and we kind of thought that we were at the apex of it, and I think we are still, but who knows. And so I think that, but if you have to be on guard a little bit longer, it's worth it. I think Stephen, you just emphasized that, Anise, because the next three or four weeks, if there's every a time that it's going to spread, it'll be, you know, with the holidays. So... Um, we all have to do the best we can. I think we're coming up to a break. I have some more New York State news. So we'll be back. I want to continue with what's going on with um, New York and some of the latest things that they're talking about. And then we'll talk a little about inflation. We'll be
Born from the tragedy in 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been honoring America's heroes ever since. To mark 20 years since 9-11, the Foundation's chairman and CEO, Frank Siller, connected where America was attacked, on foot from Pentagon to Shanksville to downtown Manhattan, where he retraced his brother's footsteps. Thanks to your support, Towers of Light returned to the Pentagon and Shanksville memorials. For the first time, our country recognized the people we lost to 9-11-related illness through the Foundation's name-reading ceremony. And in another first, those lost in the War on Terror had their names read aloud. That ceremony is now the newest Tunnel to Towers annual tradition. Now, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation is bringing hope to heroes and their families, giving away at least a home a day from Thanksgiving to New Year's Eve. Honor our vow to never forget. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, and then T.org. It's said that if you don't like the weather, just wait a few minutes and it'll change. Well, the weather isn't the only thing changing. According to our latest research, local business owners today are saying it's getting harder to sustain their business than it was just a few months ago. They also told us that targeting the right audience with their advertising messages is more important than ever. At Salem Surround, our team of local in-market experts take that seriously. We utilize the latest research and marketing technology to deliver media plans that will exceed your expectations. Let Salem Surround show you how we can solve for your marketing challenges by bringing nationwide resources while delivering Main Street solutions. Salem Surround is here to help you through the constant changes. We promise we'll help your business stay ahead of the changing weather. Learn more at surroundnewyork.com. Surroundnewyork.com. Connecting you with new customers. You have helped build my pillow into an amazing company. Now, Mike Lindell, the inventor and CEO, wants to give back to our listeners. That's you! And uh, you know that MyPillow doesn't have the support of the box stores or shopping channels the way they used to. They've been part of this cancel culture, so they want to pass the savings directly onto you. You can now get the lowest price in the history of MyPillow for their classic standard MyPillow, regularly $69.98, now only $19.98. With your promo code Joe P, they also have queen size, regularly $79.98, now only $24.98. With your promo code or king size, regularly $89.98, now only $29.98. 98 with your promo code Joe P. Mike has also lowered the price of his My Pillow slippers to 40% off with the promo code 800-651-0798. 800-651-0798. Promo code Joe P. Go to mypillow.com, click on the radio listener square and use the promo code Joe P. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in iHeart, Alexa or odyssey.com. My doctor told me my blood pressure is borderline. I figured I could worry about it or do something about it. So I took control with Garlic Healthy Blood Pressure Formula. It works safely and naturally to help maintain healthy blood pressure with a custom blend of garlic, vitamins, and minerals. And it's odor-free. I'm taking charge with Garlic Healthy Blood Pressure Formula. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. The term natural reference is only the garlic in the product. Use as directed. You need an accurate thermometer to check for fever, a potential sign of flu or COVID. Be vigilant and contact your medical provider at the first sign of fever. Exergen Temporal Scanner Thermometer has been proven accurate in more than 100 clinical studies. Exergen Temporal Scanners are available at Walmart and other fine retailers. Learn more at exergen.com. 
That's E-X-E-R-G-E-N dot com. Exergen is changing the way the world takes temperature. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elliman's Vice Chair, Dottie Herman. Hi, this is I on Real Estate you're listening to. We're glad to be in your home this morning, and if you're streaming us, you can stream us anytime. I, we're in the middle of talking about I like in the beginning of the show to always come up with tell you what's really currently happening around, and so there's a lot of news, and so we're going to talk a little about inflation. Um, I want to talk about the latest things that we've been talking about that are happening in New York. Now, just to give you a little report on New York, um, last week there were 34 contracts signed on homes asking $4 million, I think, and um, last week we had a worrisome stock market. I don't want to predict the stock market because I'm not one that, that's not my expertise. And that's why I stay away from it, even though a lot of people made a lot of money. Um, but with last week's worrisome stock market performance, the luxury real estate market in Manhattan logged its slowest week of the past two months. Now, that's not enough to know there's a correlation between people who have money invested in the stock market. But what I do think I see happening is as we get inflation, and we're going to talk a little bit about that more when we talk about inflation, real estate is a great hedge against inflation. And I don't know that anybody has any certainties about where this economy is going, how it's going to recover. So, you know, with inflation, things, you know, getting out of hand. So you, I think you're going to see even more people buying real estate. I mean, it was crazy already. But, um, but there were 34 contracts signed at homes asking $4 million or more in New York City. And um, 37 the prior week. And year-to-date record of 67 contracts during a seven-day stretch. Now, by the way, usually now is a slow time. I mean, if you're out looking for a property, um, you really usually – I always tell my, my sellers, if you, if you have buyers that are coming into your home looking at property during the holidays, that's a sign they're very serious because usually people during the holidays are all busy doing whatever they have to do, get gifts, get the house ready, whatever, go away. And so they're not focused on real estate. It's usually a slower time for real estate, but it doesn't seem to be slowing off so um, and as far as rentals, they're off the wall across the country. You cannot get a rental. I had someone call me and beg me, I said, please see what you can do. I look all over. I can't get a rental. Um, so and I, I'm, I'm understanding that's the same thing is happening in California. I heard on the news that they said this girl came on from some real estate, and she said, oh, no, she wasn't a real estate. She was a customer. She said the rent was like, I don't know, maybe five, four, th- three, no, 3000 or 2500 and it went up to, actually, it was 800 and it went up to 2500 or 3000 like, in two weeks. Um, and she said the prices, because all the landlords, a lot of them are escalating. So, you know, it's, um, it's a great time. So everyone's, you know, and everyone says, well, how is this going to last? Are we going to have uh, uh, prices accelerate? And again... Um, just to give you an example, Manhattan Trophy Condo sales tripled in November. Okay, the number of signed contracts for Manhattan Condos priced $20 million and above tripled in November. Now, why do I tell you that? Uh, most of us can't buy a $20 million property. But if you look at people that have the money to invest in properties like that, you're seeing that they're putting their money in it. Now, do they get it wrong sometimes? Yes. But I always say, look at where the people that have money are putting their money. 
Okay, and it doesn't mean it's always perfect. There's no, there's no system that always is perfect, and there's no one that goes through life with every investment being right. But I would say that if you see them putting money into a city, which if you go back, they were they kissed New York goodbye. I mean, they had they were giving it to, you know, they were like it was having its funeral. We all said on the show, don't give up on New York, and it's come back big, and people are investing in it. Um, so when you have, you know, over $20 million tripled in November of 1921 from 1920, and one of the most significant changes in market conditions since the pandemic began has been renewed strength of the high-end market after, can I, before the pandemic, post-pandemic, which is 2019, I think the high-end had just kind of peaked out, and it wasn't bad, it just was very slow. Brooklyn saw a strong year-over-year comeback in November as well, and they with a 38% overall annual increase in new signed contracts, uh, including a handful of sales in the $4 million to $10 million price range, which there were zero signed contracts in November of 2020. So obviously this year is better. And as the city continues its strong comeback, and I think we can all say that, from the depth of the pandemic, Contact, contract activity in popular second home destinations has slowed due to large part to a drop in new listings. I think there would be more sales in second home markets to Manhattan, and whether that be Connecticut or parts of upstate or the Hamptons or the North Fork, um, there's no inventory, period. So that is limiting the sales because there's not much you can buy, and it looks like it's going to stay tight for a while. So um, a similar story is playing out in Florida for those that you have, you know, a lot of you keep up with Florida, uh, where the inventory is tight and driving down transactions number for single-family homes. So when you see transactions are low, it, meaning the amount of sales are low, it does not necessarily mean that things are not selling. Um, in this case, it means we don't have the inventory to sell it. If we had it, we would sell it. And, of course, that drives prices even up more. So contracts are slowing, not because demand is cool, but because listing inventory is falling faster. So if you see contracts slowing, even though this is a slow time of year, it's not because of that. The brokers don't have inventory, and it's pretty universal. South Florida, for those of you who keep up with South Florida, luxury condo sales continued at rapid clips. However, with a 47% overall annual increase in Miami-Dade County. Now, I looked at the prices from last year to this year in, in Florida. I don't know if anybody of you have, but they're off the wall. You could have bought something during, the, like, last year in Florida. It's probably up, like, 50%. It's unbelievable. Um, there was also a 40% increase in condo co- contracts in Palm Beach County where deals for condos between $3 million and four, or $5 million increased by 250%. I mean, that's... Uh, and I think a lot has to do with, I mean, I think, look, a lot has to do with people who got familiar with there. When you go to Miami or you go to uh, Palm Beach or Boca, you kind of see half of New York there anyway. Uh, but I also think because of working and people, which they did a poll and they asked people, you know, will you go back five days a week? Will you, you know, if you had your ideal wish? And most of the people kind of were somewhere in the middle. Nobody wanted to never go back. To, very few people never wanted to go back to the office. Some people wanted to go back three days. Some people said four days. Uh, but the majority of people, it was at least a little bit less than they were. 
But if you have more time to not be in the office, which I think is here to stay, um, whether that's one day or two days, you can afford to stay in a second home or an Airbnb for longer. So I think people are kind of getting used to that and feeling, hey, you know what, it's a good place. I can have two places now, and maybe I'll have a small place in the city and a bigger place in my second home or vice versa. But I I, I think you're going to see the strength of the second home market continue also. So um, that's all good. I was reading something, and I don't know, Ace and, and Steve, if you heard of this, but I think it's kind of a little crazy but great. I, I heard that la- the latest bid for New York's casino, because they're trying to put casinos, um, includes flying car pads, crypto trading floor. Now, listen to this. This would be great, I think. Former casino analyst Jason Ader is pitching for a plan for a $3 billion casino in New York City that would come with a host of futuristic features like flying car launch pads and event space. This would be the biggest cyber currency trading floor in the world, and, a sports arena, and it would be in a sports arena as part of his bid for New York casinos. Plans are expected by December 10th, which is a deadline. The goal is to have a different but comprehensive approach to entertainment that goes beyond casino gaming with some pretty cool elements. He plans to call his resort, um, I hope I'm saying this right, Mariah? which means future in Japanese. I don't know if I pronounced that well or not. The project could cost up to $3 billion, but hasn't had been, but the site has not been selected. And he's bidding for the license. It sounds like really an out-of-the-box, different approach, and it sounds like it would be really fun. New York, of course, the state voted to allow seven Las Vegas-style casinos to be built in 2013. Four have already been built outside of New York City metropolitan area, but the consideration of downstate proposals was delayed until 23 to allow upstate casinos the chance to flourish because we don't want to take their business away right away. But eventually it will happen. Although, as of 2019, they hadn't yet lived up to expectations, New York Times reported. So, um, and Bernardo, which is a huge real estate trust, has been reportedly exploring the idea of a casino in Herald Square area of the city. Stephen Roth, another biggie, um, enabled to shareholders that he expects licenses would go to Rockford. So I think that's, uh, what do you think? We're going to have a casino here in New York sooner or later. What do you think, guys? Think it's good or bad? I know we have a break. So do you think casinos in New York is good or bad? I'm going to leave that as a quick hack. We'll be right back. You're listening to Iron Real Estate. I'm Donnie Young. This is Joan Herman, host of Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life's Conversations with Joan. Conversations with Joan focuses on topics that are important to your life. Every Sunday night, some of the world's most inspirational and influential people join me to discuss health and wellness, professional development, and personal well-being. They share their insights, tips, and strategies so you can thrive and live your best life now. Take time for yourself. Tune in to Conversations with Joan every Sunday night at 10 p.m. right here on AM 970 The Answer. If you miss a show, be sure to visit our website so you can listen on demand. And while you're there, read our digital magazine and take part in our book club. Visit CYACYL.com. That's CYACYL.com. 
Want to do something truly memorable to celebrate the new year? Why not sail into 2022 on board the Atlantis yacht, enjoying a 360-degree view of Manhattan? The Atlantis of New York Cruises is hosting a New Year's Eve party that is guaranteed to impress with three levels to party. Their main dining salon, lounge deck, and sky deck guests have plenty of room to take in the iconic skyline and ring in the new year. Forget the crowded land-based venues. Celebrate in style with fireworks, family, and fantastic views. Event itinerary includes hors d'oeuvres, gourmet buffet, premium open bar, featuring their gold bar with festive New Year's Eve cocktails and live DJ entertainment. For more information or to buy tickets, email events at newyorkcruises.com. Events at newyorkcruises.com or call 718-646-8083. 718-646-8083. Relief Factor, pain relief that works, pain relief that's real, pain relief that is 100% drug-free and liberating tens of thousands of Americans from their daily pain, me included, but it's not just me. It's people like Reggie from Florida, and this is Reggie's story. I have a lot of pain from aging, and after only four days of using Relief Factor, I'm already experiencing less pain and stiffness. Can't wait to see how I feel in a couple more weeks. Relief Factor is a blessing sent by God. Incredible words. Find out for yourself. You should be the next success story. Order the three-week quick starter pack at relieffactor.com. It'll be at your door in three days or less. Take it morning and evening like I do. And I promise you, Dr. G's guarantee, by the end of those three weeks, you will know whether it works for you like it works for me, Reggie, and thousands of your fellow Americans. What have you got to lose except the pain you deserve to know? Don't wait any longer. You should be the next success story. Call 800-500-8384. ReliefFactor.com. 800-500-8384. ReliefFactor.com. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. You've seen the headlines. New York is back. Businesses need skilled workers to keep this economic engine revving. Let us help you find the career you love. From workshops to resume development to upskilling and so much more, your DOL is an arsenal of resources to help you take your career to the next level. It's time we all get back to normal and back to work. Visit on.ny.gov nyjobs today. Sponsored by the New York State Department of Labor. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elliman's Vice Chair, Dottie Herman. We're back. You're listening to I on Real Estate. I'm Dottie Herman. I'm here with Ace Water Sue Parp and Stephen Eden. And we're talking about what's going on in real estate, the trends. We're going to talk a little about inflation in a second. I'm just giving you some of the things that are coming out um, in New York, and I'm sure all of you like want to know, will home prices and rents finally fall? What are your predictions for 2022? Now, again, you can ask anybody, and people might have different opinions, but again, it didn't happen, so no one knows 100%, but based at the data that everyone is looking at, uh, here's what we already know. We know that since COVID-19 pandemic began, the real estate market has been on a wild ride of unprecedented highs and lows. Record high home prices on one side, record low mortgage rates are available for homes for sale on the other side. So very rarely do you get such low rates and such, you know, 
great price, you know, prices. So, you know, it's been a time of overwhelming stress for many, gigantic profits for some, and great disorientation for most of us. Now the housing experts say the market will start to normalize in 2022. But what does normal mean? I don't know if there's normal anymore. I don't know if I even know what normal is. Okay. Um, will home prices and rents finally come down? Because you might be saying, well, wait, maybe I should wait another year and wait till things come down because maybe they will. Well, no one can give you the right answer 100% because none of us live in the future. But um, the Realtor at Realtor.com 2022 housing forecast anticipates the market will continue slowing down from the frenzy seen in the spring when prices shot up new heights. However, prices will stay high. So you're not going to get any bargains next year unless you really get lucky. And inventory will remain tight in 2022. That's the latest predictions. Um, and mortgage rates will rise. Now, Ace, you've already kind of told us that, didn't you? Indeed, Dottie. And, 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 and I think in regards when, to When do you expect them to rise and how much? Yeah, so Dottie, I, I think there's, a couple of variables, right? And, and, and I think the uh, topic that you're talking about is, is very critical uh, to understanding if rates will rise or not. We really have a supply chain um, sort of issue right now, and I think it will continue to, to happen in 2022 and 2023. We're about 4 million homes short of demand, and right now it's Wait, very expensive. Say that expensive again, Ace, we're about 4 billion? So, so we're about 4 million homes in, billion. in terms of shortage, right? Sure, we don't have enough builds. Four million units. We don't have enough right. homes. Uh, builders aren't really building as much because, as everybody knows, the cost to build raw materials, it's at an all-time high. Although well, you it, can't it get anything. Down. Correct. You can't get anything. Windows, you know, copper, tin, you know, wood, um, wood I mean, you name it, lumber. It's, it's all gone up. But it's coming down a little bit, so we are encouraging our builders to build. Uh, and that's something that we track here at the bank, right? We're tracking the we supply chain. We do. We do. Because we want to see how high prices are going to go up. And there's going to be an inflection point, Dottie. You know, um, folks have definitely had higher wage earned income. But home prices are going up at such a dramatic rate that it's not, it's not really correlating uh, to, to folks' income. And that's why. There's going to be an inflection point. I don't think it's going to be next year. I think we're going to continue to see home prices rise just due to the supply chain, Dottie. But there will become there will be a point in time where, you know, we're going to have to see because if home prices go up so high and people can't afford it, then sellers will need to drop the home prices to to sure. really match with the economy, right? So look, I think the the good signs are that if you're a seller, it's probably no better time to sell. And if you're a buyer, because rates are still so low, you can still afford um, such a low monthly wow. payment. And w one of the things that we compare, Dottie, in today's marketplace, which is very different than other marketplaces in, in different times, is that the rental prices, Dottie, the rents are so high that when you compare it to a low interest rate environment on the payment and we're doing so many rent versus buy exercises, folks are seeing that, hey, I'm paying some really high rental um, prices per month. I can, I can actually go out and get a 3% mortgage 
and, and pay the same amount if I just put 5 or 10% down on a home, right? So we're doing that not only in New York, but in Texas and other booming marketplaces where, you know, people are realizing, hey, I don't need to rent anymore. I can actually buy and with rates that... In many cases, it's probably cheaper to buy a star home, or if you're willing to go a little bit further out from the city, you can get it for cheaper than the rentals. Scotty, you you hit it right on the nail, right? So for a lot of our, let's say, so-called millennials that are still in Gen Zs that are still renting, I mean, they're actually realizing that, hey, it's cheaper for me to buy. And that's why there's such a huge boom in people wanting to buy. And you mentioned something that's very, very um, key here, second homes has been such a phenomenon this year that we are seeing activity levels like we've never seen before because of the fact that people can work remote. People are looking to buy second homes in Long Island, upstate New York, and it's all local, Dottie. It's all local right around here. It's drivable. Where you could drive. It's drivable. Exactly. Exactly. And, 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 you know, dare I say Florida, I mean, there's amazing movement in West Palm Beach, um, okay. Brickville, there's just, there's just so much, so much activity, Dottie. So I mean, all yeah. good signs. All good signs. No, I mean, I think it's going to continue. I think yeah. that COVID kind of changed a little bit people's lifestyles, and now they got a little Correct. used to being able to do that. And it doesn't seem like it's going to end. It seems like a trend that's no, going to go no, on. It's, and it's going to continue I just want to for, warn for the next people, but those no, but those people that are waiting, saying, thinking, because I've heard some people say, well, I'm just going to wait because I think it's booming and I think eventually it will slow off. Well, if you get the slow off, even if that happens, and I don't know that that's going to happen, but even if it did, you have to worry about the interest rates because if the interest rates go up, which they will at some point, okay, Correct. then Correct. you're not saving anything. So you might, you are better off, in my opinion, buying while the interest rates are still Incredibly low. What's what? What are the current interest rates, Ace? Daddy, it's 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 uh, with the stock market being so volatile, it's it's a direct correlation um, at times, right? So you're looking at a 30-year fixed rate at three percent. If you have very good credit score, two point eight seven five percent. If you're looking for um, an adjustable rate mortgage, um, you'll probably get a rate of right around two point two five percent. I mean, Dottie, I I can't believe I'm. I'm even repeating these type of uh, numbers. I know, and listen, I I want to tell everybody, if you have some cash, a little cash, and you are looking to buy an investment property, we just told you that there are no rentals. Rentals are, like, saturated. You can't get them. And it seems like in all the big major cities, they're having the same problem. Rental properties, if you could get, like, a three or four family, and I just read something. Don't quote me on this because I have to remember what I read. But I was reading something about that they're looking at changing the zoning where you could build. They haven't passed this yet, but they're going to look at passing something where right now if you want to put something up, you have to look at the zoning and it has to be a certain size lot, blah, blah, blah. And they're looking at changing that and letting it be more lenient towards you could put more. So if you're in the market of looking for investment properties, you know, like, Small ones. I mean, big ones are great, too. But if you want to start out with a small one and you can find a two-family or a three-family home um, that's, you know, priced easily, uh, with these mortgage rates, it's the time to do it. And I think rentals are going to continue at this pace. So I, I think that's also an opportunity. There's a lot of opportunities now. But what happens no as better time, Dottie. What? No better time, Dottie. Rates will no be... 
yeah, no, no better time. Next year, we're we're predicting, and again, it's just a it's just a prediction that rates will go up the last quarter of 2022, right? So we have about 12 months, Dottie. A solid. We have solid a window. Ball. And you know what happens to all of us, including me? I know to do it. And then you get busy in your life, and you don't make the time to do some of the things that are going to make you the most money. So if you're in the market of either buying or buying an investment property, and on top of that, we have inflation. Now they're debating on whether that's a temporary like inflation that it's not going to last. Some people say it's not. It's just temporary because of COVID, and others are saying, no, it's here. So I don't know what the answer is. But I will tell you this, okay, I don't – you can't go wrong with real estate if you don't – the only problem with real estate is when you have to sell it. So people get hurt because they bought real estate and then they're selling in a bad time but you, or they took out all the equity in their home and so then when they go to sell it, their, their equity is not there. But it is really a great time to get into the market with these interest rates, you are not going to duplicate them. I, I, I just, it's, it's like so low that you're going to find, and those of you who are renting really should call up Citizens Bank and find out what you qualify for because a lot of the people that are renting, I don't really think, are thinking they could afford anything. And you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. I mean, it's kind of a, a real time for opportunity. And even though the market is normalizing, what does normalizing mean? Will home prices and rents finally come down? Will more homes go up for sale? And what does you have ahead in store for the real estate market? And Realtor.com, which is a very reliable source, forecasts anticipates the market will continue slowing down from the frenzy. Now, remember, when you look at a slowdown, it's not a slowdown where it's bad. It's just that it was so overheated. So it'll kind of like start to normalize. Uh, however, prices will stay high, inventory will remain tight, and mortgage rates will rise. And that's the thing that you've got to be concerned with. You should get in while the mortgage rates are at the rates they are. Unfortunately, the frustrated buyers who have had trouble finding the right homes in the right locations at the right price. There isn't expected to be a rush of homes hitting the market. So we don't look at next year having more inventory. Realtor.com, the economists there predicted the number of homes for sale, which is hoovering around record lows, will tick up only by 0.3%. So we're not going to have a lot of inventory. You have to really be on top of this market. And if your broker calls you and tells you, go see something, you better see it that day. Um, and, of course, builders are having a tough time ramping up construction as they contend with the shortage. And I'm finding that most um, – I'm finding that, first of all, I'm, I'm on a board of one of the universities, and they do a lot of research, and we're finding that now to get employees to come back, a lot of people don't want to come back to the jobs they had. And we're finding that it's going to take more money, that they want more money, and because there's a shortage of people working, even though there's so many jobs available, you could get a job, people are going to demand more money, they want higher wage, wages, they want perks. So that's all you know, added into the uh, thing. And into the, the your whole equation. Single family homes is when building starts construct is expected to rise only by five percent next year. Um, so there are there are so many investors who do this for a living, and they're snapping up single family homes and turning them into rentals. 
uh, and there was no tidal wave of foreclosures expected to hit now that the government monitoring, the moratoriums are inspiring. I don't really think, and again, I can't predict what the banks will do, but I, I can always tell you this, the banks don't want your home. They will do anything possible to help you not foreclose. Because what do they want your house for? They're not a real estate company. So if you're having a problem with mortgage, you know, or you're having a, a problem paying your mortgage or something of that nature, Ace, what's the best advice? Call the bank? Call the bank, right? Communicate. We, we've been talking about this for years on this show, Dottie. If you're having trouble, uh, don't just don't just go non-communicative. Um, really call the bank. Talk about your hardship, and the bank will work with you for sure. You know, again, they're not in the business to take away your asset. They're in the business to lend money. Um, so if there's anything, you know, just like what you do with credit cards, call call your financial institution, work out a payment plan, and uh, they will de- they would they will right. definitely work with you. So. Now, just to back up the information I'm giving you, because I always back it up with what is factual because otherwise it's just a speculation, and still speculation but by facts. Millennials are a massive generation, and they're the largest home-buying generation today. Next year, there will be more than 45 million millennials between ages 26 and 35, which are the, the prime home-buying years. There would need to be substantially, as you said before, Ace, more homes built to keep up with the needing housing except builders stopping building during the Great Recession, and there are fewer homes going up today. The shortage of homes for sale has been more than a decade in the making and will keep home prices high. So if home prices are going to stay high, you need to look at the mortgage, okay, because that is your safety window because even if they were low, if the mortgage rates go up, it doesn't make a difference. Sales will also continue to climb, hitting 16-year highs as they go up by about 66 and uh, that's partly because technology has sped up the home buying process, plus buyers are jumping on whatever comes up for sale in record time before the, because they know that the property will be snapped up if they don't get it. I was talking to somebody out in the Hamptons last week, and they said, well, my broker called up, and they said, you don't, you don't even have time to look at this property. I'm telling you, it's great. You'll love it. Just put a full, full price offer, and they actually upped the full price offer and got it in before it really had the open house, and now it's up a lot. Okay, so I just want you to know the popularity of the suburbs. People ask me that. Is that going to still endure? Because everybody went to COVID, a lot of people went to the suburbs. Eye on Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A.